what is up collective happy friday i hope you guys are doing well i hope you guys have an amazing weekend and today on the podcast doing another celebrity profile episode you guys are loving these i'm glad you are i love doing them um and just so you guys know i've had a few of you reach out to me ask me if i'm going to do any more true crime absolutely (laughs) they're coming they're coming I did just want, I'm, I'm on this kick right now of you guys getting to know me more, um, even though I've shared so much over the years. Um, this month, actually, will mark my third year with this podcast, doing this podcast. So, it's amazing. I love doing it. I actually met two listeners in person recently, which was I don't know. It was, I was, I almost cried, honestly. Thank you guys so much um, for supporting this podcast. I wouldn't be doing this without you. And the two listeners, supporters that I met told me that my podcast really helps them with their mental health and not just, you know, giving them tools or advice to help them with actual mental health or, you know, rewiring their thoughts or their mindset, but just listening to me, it, you know, it puts them in a state of being able to deal with life and the fact that I'm so real. I loved that compliment. That is such a compliment. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do this without you guys. So anyway, I'm going to do what you guys want me to do too. Um, in regards to what I also want to talk about too, because there are some things in the celebrity realm that I could give two shits about and I don't want to ever do an episode about. However, when I was a little girl, actually in 1997, I watched the first ever Victoria's Secret fashion show and I got obsessed and I wanted, and I I knew from then on, I wanted to be a runway model, a fashion model. Uh, um, And obviously I didn't do that, but it was just like one of those dreams, you know, it's like a, it's like a career that you, you just fantasize about. It's not anything that you really pursue or it's not really your calling or your mission in life, but it's just always something that I fantasized about. It was always in the back of my head and I loved it. I loved watching those shows and I would watch them religiously every single year as they came on up until probably the last five years because the brand, sadly, of Victoria's Secret has, you know, come out to be that they treat their models horribly and a lot of really shady shit going on. And I may actually do an episode about Victoria's Secret because that has been one of my favorite brands for most of my life. Like I said, up until the last probably five to seven years. Um, But it led me to just being completely obsessed with fashion and fashion week, whether it was New York City fashion week or Paris or Milan. I watched all the shows as many as I could, as many as were available to me online or on television and going to some of them also. Um, But I remember the first time I saw Kate Moss and the way that she wears clothing, the, the, her vibe, her attitude, her style, her just being authentic to who she is. And she has been this over the years. Um, she is 
one of, if not my favorite model of all time. So doing these celebrity profiles and, you know, doing this model series, I definitely want to talk about her first. And so let's get into this. Kate was born in London on January 16th, 1974. With her wayfish figure and natural look, she redefined the industry in the 90s and later became a cultural icon. Like I said, she grew up in London, and at the age of only 14, she was discovered by Sarah Dukas, the owner of the modeling agency Storm. In 1990, Moss caught the attention of the fashion industry when a series of stark, unstylized photographs of her, taken by the British photographer Corinne Day, were published in the U-Style magazine, The Face. At that time, the fashion industry was populated by supermodels who were famous for their statuesque and curvaceous frames and traditionally glamorous images. With her more natural look, street style, and slight build, and at only 5 feet 7 inches, she was short for a model. Moss became known as the anti-supermodel, and she launched a new era in modeling through though or through not without some controversy which one of the reasons why I love her so much and I'm a big fan of hers is because I am 5'7 and growing up I thought that I was too short to be a model so it kind of discouraged me from really going in that direction we also have very similar frames the longer legs the shorter torso Um, The street style, if you will. Um, It's just funny that they called her the anti-supermodel because it's kind of how I looked at it. If I ever did go into that career, I would kind of label myself as the anti-supermodel, if you will. Anyway, in 1992, Moss signed with American designer Calvin Klein. And she subsequently appeared in a series of advertisements for his brand that highlighted her very thin frame clothed in skimpy attire. The Klein campaign, as well as a photo spread in British Vogue shot by day, caused a fury as Moss Moss was accused of promoting anorexia. She became the symbol for the so-called heroin chic generation that followed the grunge style. Despite the uproar, though, Moss became one of the most sought-after and highest-paid models. In the ensuing decades, she appeared in ad campaigns for Dior, Burberry, Chanel, Versace, and Dolce & Gabbana, amongst many, many others. With her iconic style, she also became a muse to a number of designers. Although many models retired by by their mid-20s, Moss remained busy into the 21st century, by which time she had appeared on more than 300 magazine covers. In addition to her work in front of the cameras, Moss also was involved in several design-related ventures. Her first collection for the retailer Topshop, which, side note, I love Topshop. It is a British retailer, clothing retailer, and I bought many pieces of clothing from there. Um, They do have a shop in California. I think they have multiple stores in California. I don't know about the rest of the U.S., but if you have not shopped at a Topshop, Go look them up online. I love their clothing. It's, it's very good quality. Um, it's affordable also. 
Anyway, she her collection appeared in Top Shop in 2007. It reportedly sold out in one day. And in 2010, she debuted a line of handbags for Longchamp. She also launched a perfume line in 2007. And her first lipstick collection for Rimmel hit stores in 2011. In 2020, Moss's jewelry collaboration with Miska appeared. And Moss's personal life was well documented by the tabloids. Her various relationships, notably with American actor Johnny Depp, British publisher Jefferson Hack, with whom she had a daughter in 2002, and Jamie Hintz, a British rocker whom she married in 2011 and divorced in 2016, were popular targets, as was Moss's partying lifestyle. In 2005, a tabloid published photographs of Moss using drugs with her then-boyfriend Pete Daughtry, or Daughtry, whatever, a British musician. The ensuing scandal resulted in a number of her contracts being terminated by the following year. However, after a stint in rehab, Moss was again one of the industry's top-earning models, which I think is pretty damn powerful if you can go through something like that and have these scandals behind you and not only come into the industry being different and having people telling you're not going to make it she beat all the odds and she deserves to be on top you know she deserves that title of supermodel in my opinion so very interesting I you know One of the things I really love about doing episodes like this is that I learn more about people that I am fans of than I would have before. And don't get me, don't get me wrong. I am interested in the whole Johnny Depp thing and I am going to talk about their relationship in a little bit. Um, But that is not what I only want to know about from her. You know, I thought it was very interesting that she's been on 300 different magazine covers You know, I thought it was very interesting that she was one of the first ever models that was 5'7". You know, so I mean, there's just a lot of things that is very interesting about her and a lot of things that she started in the industry. And, you know, um, it could also be said that her small frame started a lot of industry leaders putting weight requirements on the models which became very unhealthy in later years it was also very unhealthy for her too and she spoke publicly about it many times she also said that she has never done one runway show where she was actually sober so I mean there is that speaking of that I'm gonna go over some facts about Miss Moss that you may not be aware of So Kate is a bit of a country girl. She makes her own plum jam from the fruit that she grows in her home or from her home. At a good lord, guys, hang on. (laughs) Technical difficulties. At her rock and roll Great Gatsby wedding, guests sipped on the model's very own Kate 76 cocktails. Which sounds really good. It's a concoction of vodka, champagne with crushed ice and sugar. I don't really drink, but that actually sounds pretty good. We certainly have not forgotten that Kate and the beautiful Johnny Depp were once a fling for four years, in fact. And for her 21st birthday, the actor threw her a surprise party at his club, The Viper Room, and flew everyone from her mom to celebrate, which is very sweet. 
1998, I just told you guys this, the model admitted she never actually walked a catway, a catwalk, excuse me, sober. And that spurred her to check into a rehab facility. The models once once got wasted on whiskey backstage at a show in Paris. And she was only 16 at the time. And she missed school the next day. Despite being one of the most famous supermodels around, she refuses to take selfies. Again, me and her are very similar. <laughs> Frank Sinatra gave Kate a kiss on his 80th birthday party before handing her a filterless cigarette. After the huge drug scandal in 2005, she was dropped by Chanel, Burberry, and H&M. But Alexander McQueen, which, rest in peace, McQueen, I absolutely want to do an episode about him. He famously supported the model at Paris Fashion Week wearing a t-shirt that said, We love you, Kate. The model received a lap dance from Wonder Woman at a stag party. Hilarious. Kate's absolutely terrified of the dentist, so much so that when one of her teeth fell out in New York, she did a Calvin Klein show without it instead of getting it fixed. Hilarious. Despite what people think, she does actually have an Instagram account. It is just private and no one knows her name but her close friends and family. I love that. Legend has it her baby daddy, Jefferson Hack, the editor of, or the editor at Dazed, told her she smelt of pee as he interviewed her back in the 90s. Wow. Staying true to British stereotypes, she actually is a tea addict, drinking 10 to 15 cups a day. Good lord. If there was one fashion faux pas she really regrets, that is the dungarees. There you go. Well, interesting facts about Kate Moss that you may not know. Now, let's get into what everybody wants to hear about her and Johnny Depp's relationship. So, Kate and Johnny were introduced to each other in a New York restaurant in 1994. George Wayne is a former Vanity Fair writer, and he is the one that introduced the couple. So Kate walks in with Naomi, referring to fellow supermodel Naomi Campbell. They walk into this room and Johnny was sitting at the back of the restaurant having dinner with friends. I grabbed Kate's hand and I said, come on, I'm taking you right now. I want you to meet Johnny. I just grabbed her hand and I took her back there. He continued, I said, Kate, this is Johnny. Johnny, this is Kate. And that was the end of it. I didn't think that they would go on to destroy five star hotel rooms across the globe for the next two years. But that's what happened. I just wanted to, you know, cause a little drama. Moss once said about meeting Johnny, I knew from the first moment we talked that we were going to be together. During a relationship, the pair reportedly had some heated arguments, though. In 1994, Depp was arrested in September after the actor was accused of trashing his room at the Mark Hotel in New York City. Police suspect that the Edward Scissorhands actor was drunk and had been fighting with Moss, according to People Magazine. His charges of criminal mischief were dropped, but he was ordered to pay $9,767.12. I don't know why it's so specific, but it is. In damages and guest fees. 
Depp's friend, John Waters, said at, at the time of the incident, I think Johnny obviously had a temper, but this is too, but this is a very minor incident. The room service must have been really bad. In 1995, Moss and Depp appeared on a UK Channel 4 network called Big Breakfast, a daily morning show. During their interview about their work with the international charity War Children, or War Child, excuse me, they were asked about the relationship. Moss told presenter Gabby Roslin that she was not frustrated by the publicity around the relationship. They don't really know anything, she said. They just presume these allegations. Depp added, it makes it for really good fiction. They write some really interesting stories. Rosalind then asked the couple if it was hard to keep their relationship going. They both said no. Multiple outlets reported that the pair split up at some point in 1997. Depp told Hello Magazine in 98 in an interview that he took responsibility for the end of their relationship. He said, I was, too diffic- I was too difficult to get on with. I let my work get in the way, and I didn't give her the attention I should have. The whole thing was crazy, because I should never have gotten so worked up over what people had to say about my work. Sure, I should care about my movies, but when I get home, I should try to leave that stuff behind. If I couldn't do that. And I was horrific to live with. Trust me, I'm a total moron sometimes, he says. Depp and Moss appeared together at the Keynes Film Festival in 98, and people reported the reunion appeared to show that they had briefly rekindled their relationship, though it didn't last. Moss was reprimanded for wearing her bikini around the halls of the Hotel du Camp during the event and trashed her hotel room in retaliation, leading her to be banned for life. And in 2005, and in a 2005 interview with Good Morning Television, a British morning show, Depp de- defended Moss after the model received backlash for photos reportedly showing her snorting cocaine. She's super smart, really smart, or she's super sharp, excuse me, really smart, and got a great heart. She's a good mom, and she just happens to be human, and the press wouldn't allow that, and that's unforgivable. During the interview, according to CBS News, Depp said that he was appalled and shocked at the kind of vicious attacks that they, that they spread on her. In 2012, interview with Vanity Fair, Moss said that Depp was able to take care of her during their relationship. I believe what he said. Like, if I said, what do, you, do I do, he'd tell me, and that was what I missed when I left. I really lost that gauge of somebody I could trust. Most, or excuse me, Moss called the period following the conclusion of their relationship a nightmare, saying that it led to years and years of crying. But then Moss took the stand in May of 2022 during Depp's trial against Amber Heard, testifying that Johnny Depp had never pushed her down a flight of stairs, a rumor brought up earlier in the trial by Heard on stand. And during her testimony, She said that she slipped on the stairs at the Jamaican resort when she and Depp were dating and hurt herself. I screamed because I didn't know what happened to me and I was in pain. And he came running back to help me and carried me to the room and got me medical attention. He never pushed me, kicked me, or threw me down any stairs. Moss, as Insider reported, was not on the original list of witnesses that Depp's lawyer submitted to the court. However... 
His lawyer reserved the right to call any witness that heard identified or any witness necessary for rebuttal, rebuttal or impeachment. Heard mentioned Moss, dumbass, earlier in the trial. She said that she thought of Moss during a fight with Depp on a flight of stairs in which she said that she punched Johnny in self-defense. I don't hesitate. I don't wait. I instantly think of Kate Moss and the stairs and I swung at him. She's such an idiot. And, you know, I, <laughs> I really went back. I went back and forth about doing a whole podcast episode about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. And I just haven't. I think I've mentioned it on a podcast episode before. But now that it's been some years and now there's a whole documentary, which I've watched that too. And I've watched all the trial. Don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> because it was fascinating to me and whatever. I I just, I couldn't get enough. And there's many things that I wanted to be when I was a kid. Because I know I just said I wanted to be a runway model. I also wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. My aunt was a lawyer and I just thought I'd be really good at it. So, um... I'm really into court cases um, and the law, honestly. So I get I get engulfed in it. I get I nerd out on it. So there is that. Anyway, <laughs> let's finish this episode off. I'm gonna. I thought this was very interesting, and one of the reasons that I love Kate Moss so much, and I'm a big fan of hers, is because we have very similar music tastes. So I wanted to share some of her favorite songs with you. She heard a special track from Neil Young called Harvest Moon. And she said, I started working with a photographer, David Sims, when I was 15. He introduced me to Neil Young. And I used to think, oh, God, this whiny old man. But then when she got older, she was when she was with Johnny Depp, she met Neil Young. She says, I fell in love with the music and David Sims' son died tragically, really young. He sang it at his funeral. It reminds me of him and how amazing he was as a human. It's it's a really an emotional song for me and brings up a lot of feelings. So, you know, I, I definitely, I mean, music for me is, it's a lifeline and... You know, I don't really know many people who don't like music, um, but there is a certain type of music that I'm going to list here, some of these songs, that just, it puts you in your feels in many different ways. So one, uh, so I'm going to give you a list of some of her favorite songs. One is Back to Life by Sunday Service and Jazzy B. Uh, Writer's Shade of Pale by King Curtis, Harvest Moon, obviously, by Neil Young. Life on Mars by David Bowie. Oh, Sweet Nothing by The Velvet Underground. Sympathy for the Devil by The Rolling Stones. My Sweet Lord by George Harrison. And Madame Madame George by Van Morrison. So I thought it was interesting. I know a lot of people didn't don't know her favorite music. And I didn't. Uh, I didn't know uh, those songs. I know that I've seen a lot of interviews with her where she talks, she talks a lot about David Bowie, um, and Prince and, you know, but, uh, when I found out she really liked Van Morrison, um, and the Stones, like, I don't know, just, just more things to connect with her on. And I just think she's fabulous. I really do. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope that you learned more about her and, um, 
yeah, let me know if there's any celebrities that you guys would like me to do a whole celebrity profile episode on. And I'm not saying that I'll do it because it might be somebody I don't like. <laughs> um, I think my son would like for me to do one about Paul Rubens, uh, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. So I'm, I'm thinking about it. It might be in the future. But let me know what you guys think. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love. Ciao.